This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Raw Review Show. It is Monday, July 24, 2023, and I am looking at Season 6, Episode 17, April 27, 1998, and this is coming from Hampton, Virginia. Now, keep in mind, the uh, pay-per-view was the night before And that is where we saw Stone Cold Steve Austin against Dude Love in the main event. Uh, And uh, we saw Austin wind up hitting Vince McMahon with a chair head on. Um, Was it intended for Dude Love? Was it accidentally bestowed upon Mr. McMahon? That is the question. But Vince had to be carted out of the pay-per-view on a stretcher in a neck brace. And that's where we left the pay-per-view the night before. Uh, JR announces, bro, off the bat, uh, aside from that huge news, that DX has announced and all-out assault on WCW. And we see some footage from earlier today uh, where Triple H is addressing the troops. Uh, There is a rocket launcher. There is a bazooka. And um, JR teases that we will have exclusive footage of the WCW assault throughout the show. So, With that alone, bro, where are you going? Like, honestly, bro, the the situation was that the WWE uh, Raw and uh, WCW Nitro were playing in basically the same city on the same night. That's the situation. So, obviously, bro, we, me, creatively, are going to take Full, full, full advantage of this. And, um, you know, that's where I had pitched the idea to Vince of a full-out WC, uh, full-out assault on WCW. Bro, I'll never forget, man, when I was writing this, I basically wrote that DX arrives in a rocket launcher. And I did it for shits and giggles, bro thinking there is no way in the world that Kevin Dunn and his TV team would be able to come up with a rocket launcher. And, bro, they came up with a rocket launcher. Now, I also want to let you guys know, you know, all these scenes were written and placed in the show, but quite frankly, bro, this was all organic And we didn't know where it was going to go. We had no idea where this is going to go. And later on in the show, you're going to see them drive that rocket launcher right up to the back gate of the building. And the gate is lowered as the truck is approaching. We had no idea where this was going. 
I also want to make one thing perfectly clear. Bruce Pritchard produced all of these. Not me. There was a lot going on at the building that day. And, uh, you know, literally this was assigned to Bruce. I've said this a million times, man. Bruce produced all these things, not me. Yes, I wrote them in the script, but I did not produce these. There was too much going on at the building that day, and I had to stay close to home. So credit to Bruce. I want to make that clear, bro, with him producing all of these. He went out with DX in the field. Um, A lot of this, as I said, bro, was very, very, very organic. But Bruce was the producer of all of these little vignettes. From there, bro, we start the show with uh, Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart against Mark Henry and The Rock. And, bro, as the show begins, um, Rock, we find out first, Rock was pinned last night in a six-man tag by Farouk. So, you know, there, you know, it, it's a win-win. Uh, Rock gets pinned in a six-man. Farouk gets the victory over Rock to extend uh, that storyline, but Rock getting pinned in a six-man isn't really going to uh, to hurt anybody. We also find out that Austin is in the arena as we speak, And Vince is on his way. Will Vince McMahon be firing Stone Cold Austin tonight? From there, bro, we go to more DX footage uh, on the WCW Assault. Um, And as I said, bro, how are you changing the channel? This is nothing like this, bro, has ever been done before or after. Nothing. This was totally organic, bro. We did not know what was going to become of this. Um, We just kind of went with it. And that, to me, is what's really missing from pro wrestling today. From there, bro, off the bat, Owen turns on Ken Shamrock. The, uh, The nation with Owen get extensive heat on Shamrock. Blackman comes down, Farouk comes down, we get huge heat on the nation, and JR makes it clear Shamrock's leg has been snapped. So, bro, this was Shamrock's exit for at least a while. And uh, this is how they were going to cover the exit. And again, bro, I'm, I'm sure this had to do with money. I'm sure this had to do with contract. I don't think Shamrock was um, preparing for another another UFC fight or anything. I could be wrong. I don't think that was the case, bro. I think it may have been uh, Shamrock's contract was expired. It may have been a money issue. I don't know what the case is, but as soon as JR said he heard a snap, I knew that we were not going to be seeing Ken Shamrock for a while. From there, bro, we have Dude Love come out to the stage. Man, this was a love shack, a total ripoff of the B-52 song by Jim Johnson, which was amazing and absolutely tremendous. Uh, Mick comes out with two hot chicks. I know Mick didn't like this kind of stuff. 
um, you know, due to, you know, his wife and Mick was a family man. And I know he didn't really go for this, but, uh, you know, the, the dude needed to have his uh, Goldie Horn hippie chicks, bro. They were all painted up in, you know, flowers and hearts and psychedelic colors. Um, and, uh, you know, during the course of the interview, he's talking about what happened last night with Austin. And he and he sits down in a blow up inflatable chair and tells the girls that tonight the dude just need to just needs to be held. He said that Austin um, was trying to get counted out to save his title, and Vince McMahon was trying to prevent that from happening, and that Austin cheap shotted Vince. Uh, He was doing anything, bro, to try to save his title because he knew his title was in jeopardy. Um, And he says, now we could do one of three things, bro. Based on what happened at the pay-per-view last night, Dude Love can have a match with Shawn Michaels, and we'll see see who the number one contender is going to be. Now, that obviously wasn't on the table. Shawn was not coming back at this point in time. Number two, we could have a tournament. And Dude Love would, of course, be the number one seed. Or number three, tonight, Vince McMahon could strip Steve Austin of the title, fire him, and hand it over to Dude Love. Uh, So again, bro, really, really building up the storyline of is tonight the night that Austin is going to be fired? Um. Man, there's so much going on in this show. This 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 is what I this is what I miss, man. And and this is what uh Crash TV brought you from one thing to the next to the next to the next to the next. We've got DX on an all-out assault of WCW, and we've got you know the rumors of Vince McMahon firing Steve Austin tonight and stripping him of the belt. Um, we then go to DX interviewing some of the people, asking them uh, outside the WCW building, do they think Eric Bischoff sucks? Do they think WCW sucks? And um, Triple H makes it clear, we have hired the first shot. I don't think I ever saw this clip before, bro, because there was a very attractive woman. I don't know if it was a plant. Um, I don't know if it was somebody from the company. I don't know if it was a real person attending the WCW event. Uh, event. I don't know. But I could tell you, man, I had never, ever seen this clip before. And we're going back to 1998. So in 25 years, bro, I, I, I had never seen this clip. From there, we go to the headbangers against the funks. Um of Flash Funk and Terry Funk, and this turns into an all-out melee, and Timmy White winds out throwing out the match. I don't know, bro. I don't. I don't know why. Why we're trying to get Flash Funk and Terry Funk over? I think we are trying to maybe obtain those ECW fans. Uh, because this ain't gonna get over, and and I'll tell you why it ain't gonna get over. It's a mismatch, bro. Terry Funk and Two Cold Scorpio are not the same types of wrestlers. And 
we're putting them together because their last names are funk. It was, you know, Flash Funk was the gimmick. But this just is not working for me, man. And and we see this a lot today where they will just throw people together for no reason. And it just never works, bro. It never works. There needs to be a backstory. There needs to be some type of a thread that brings these two people together. And when you don't have that, um, it's not going to work. And I, I, I could tell this is not going to work. Nothing against Funk and Terry Funk. Flash Funk, you know, Scorpio, it's just ain't going to work. From there, bro, we go to another never-before-DX scene that I had never seen. And this is Hunter and DX going up to the ticket booth. And they are asking for the free tickets that WCW gives away. Where are these free tickets that WCW, they paper the house to make it look full? Nobody's buying these tickets. I had never seen that one before. And this ends with Triple H saying, man, let our people go. Free Hall, free Nash. Man, this is really, guys, this is ballsy. This is groundbreaking stuff. We've not seen this since. Now, bro, listen, I don't I don't expect a WCW assault on AEW because AEW is literally a pimple on their ass. But an AEW assault on the WWE? How about that, bro? That would be absolutely 1,000% uh Awesome. They don't do shit like that anymore, bro. They don't do shit like that anymore. It's all about the match. Um, man, if I was at AEW right now, we would definitely be putting something like that together. Jim Ross lets us know that Vince McMahon is here. And we go to commercial break hot. We come back. Vince McMahon is walking to the ring and he's selling by himself. So conspicuous by their absence is Patterson and Briscoe. You know immediately that something is up. So Vince comes by himself and says, Tonight I come to you, I come before you with a heavy heart. Last night, Stone Cold Steve Austin attempted to take my head off with a chair. I have a mild concussion. I have dizziness and I even have nausea. So the question is, should I fire Stone Cold Steve Austin? Then Vince takes the long pause and says, not yet, because Vince has other plans. And Vince says tonight, Austin's going to defend his title against Goldust. And I'm like, what? Like, what? what is that? Like, come on, man. Where, 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 where are we going with this? Bro, it's amazing. I don't remember these shows, guys. It's 25 years ago. I wrote a television show every week. Sometimes I wrote two television shows every week. I wrote the pay-per-view. I don't remember this crap. So when Vince is saying uh, Austin against Goldust, I'm kind of like, well, that sort of sucks. But then Vince introduces the special referee who is a warm and caring human being and he calls out Mr. Gerald Briscoe. 
And he says to Briscoe, if Austin lays one finger on you tonight, one finger, his contract in the WWE will be null and void, and he will be stripped of the WWF title. So, you know, of course, bro, with this being set up this way, you have to ask yourself, how are they going to get out of this? Because Briscoe's in on the fix. Briscoe and Vince obviously want to screw Austin. So you know you're going to get the quick counts. And Austin, if he lays a finger on Jerry Briscoe, it's game over. These are the things, guys, that you have to set up. I, I remember, man, even before me working there, uh, and, you know, growing up and watching wrestling, the thing that kept me hooked was asking the question, how are they going to get out of this? You know, it's just like watching a, a, a movie, bro. Where are they going with this? What is the end of this going to be? Same thing, bro. That's how you keep people hooked. Vince asks, Briscoe, will you be an unbiased referee? And Briscoe says, yes, Mr. McMahon. And he says to Briscoe, will you follow the time and honored tradition of WWE referees? And Briscoe says, yes, Mr. McMahon. Now, that line is all about the Montreal Screwjob. Because remember, bro, after the Montreal Screwjob, Vince used the term time and honored tradition. So we are tying this back into the Montreal screw job, painting a picture to you of it is Steve Austin's turn to be screwed tonight. That um, that line is not in there by mistake. Um, Vince, you know, time and honor tradition of the WWE referees referring to Earl Hebner taking the orders from Vince and literally screwing Brett at the Survivor Series. Now, Vince McMahon ponders the question, what kind of a champ will Goldust be? Well, I'll tell you this. Anybody will be better than the champion we have now. We then go to a shot in the back of Austin. With Austin, he is hot. He is throwing shit around. And, you know, you could kind of see, bro, as Austin is getting this news, you could kind of see he's 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 thinking about Austin himself is thinking about how am I going to get out of this? And Jim Ross is saying, I have no idea of what's going to happen from there, bro. We go to one of the famous scenes of all time, DX in the rocket launcher going down into the WCW building, bro, with that huge iron gate. And, bro, again, man, you know, I know Bischoff has been asked this. What if they would have driven right in? What if that gate would never have been lowered? From what I understand, bro, that order came from Eric to lower that gate. But what would have happened? bro what would have happened i i can only imagine but um as they're going down bro and they're not stopping 
The gate comes down. Like I said, bro, totally 1 billion percent unscripted. Um, As the door closes, DX actually gets out and bangs on the door. We just want to talk to Eric, bro. Uh, You know, uh, you know, X-Pac is saying, man, Eric, you never call me. I just want to talk. We just want to talk. This was great TV, bro. I don't I don't know if there has ever been any better television than the DX invasion. And again, man, I definitely want to give credit where credit is due. It was Bruce that laid out every single one of these um scenes. Bro, then we go to Tennessee Lee, and he introduces Double J. Double J has a match against Bradshaw. Kai and Ty attacks again. They attack Bradshaw again. Why, I have no idea. What, 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 what are we doing here, bro? I'll, I'll tell you exactly what we're doing here. We're trying to find something for Bradshaw. We're trying to find something for Taka Michinoko. But again, to me, this does not work. Uh, and this does not fit. And, bro, listen, man, like I said, man, when you do a two-hour show every week, you're going to throw all kinds of shit out there, man. I, I, I told you, I would rather something not work than just do the predictable bullshit. So, uh, you know, we, we see that there is a another person with Kai and Tai. Somebody's wearing a lucha mask. We don't know who that is. Quite frankly, bro, I don't think anybody really cares. From there... We go to Kevin Kelly with Dude Love, and Dude Love is not happy. And he's cutting a promo in the back, and he's walking with Kevin Kelly. And as he's walking, I get he's looking for Vince McMahon, and he finds Vince McMahon. And he says to Vince McMahon, you know, one thing he says to Kevin Kelly before they get to Vince McMahon is, I did everything he wanted me to do. He wanted me to wear tie-dye. I wore the tie-dye. So now we are finding out that Vince McMahon was indeed behind the heel dude love. So Mick confronts Vince, and he says, this is not what we talked about. You wanted me to wear tie-dye? I wore tie-dye. This is not what we talked about. Obviously, now the camera is picking all this up. Uh, Vince does not want the audience or Austin to know that he was behind the dude love situation. And he, you know, cuts off the cameras. And I, I loved it when he said, um, uh, those are my cameras. Shut off the cameras. They're my cameras. So obviously, bro, we're going to find a little bit more out about this next week. The, the deal, I guess, uh, Mick Foley selling his soul to the devil and the uh, incarnation of Dude Love. I guess we'll be finding out more about that next week. From there, bro, we go to DX in the ring cutting a promo. I think this is the first time that Triple H does his Michael Buffer. Let's get ready to suck it. Road Dog and Billy come down on scooters and they are mocking. The DOA, uh, DOA comes out, they pause, and LOD comes out right before them. 
There's all chaos throughout this match. However, bro, Ron and Don Harris pull the old switcheroo and the illegal man gets the pinfall over Road Dog and Billy in a non-title match. And they are hot. Uh, DX is hot because they just got one pulled over on them. You know, it's funny, man, because we look at shit like this today. And we always talk about, is this loss going to hurt them? And blah, 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 blah. Bro, DX is red hot now. They got characters out the wazoo. They got storylines out the wazoo. They've got a ambush on WCW. Losing this type of a match this way does not hurt Brian James and Billy Gunn at all. Absolutely not. From there, we go to a match with Taker and Barry Windham. Uh, Taker's wearing an awesome robe, by the way, and this is over quickly. The the previous night, bro, keep in mind, man, the previous night was the um, Inferno match where Kane got caught on fire. Now, bro, Taker calls out Kane and says, let's finish this. Kane and Paul Bearer come to the stage. This may have been the greatest Paul Bearer promo of all time. He cut a lot of great promos. Everyone was great. Everyone was great. This may have absolutely been the best. And, bro, this is what I'm talking about, bro, with freaking stories, man. This is what I'm talking about. Paul Bearer says to Taker, you were the one who was supposed to burn in the flames last night. And he tells the story about, I was there when Kane was three years old and he was, he was, Brought to the burn unit by by the fire that you started. I was by his bedside. You didn't even come and visit him. And now Paul Bearer says, we've got to have a truce. We've got to have a truce. This has gone too far. And Paul Bearer ends it with a shocker where he says to Taker, you don't understand. It was my son whose hand was on fire last night. My son. Look at the storylines in this show, bro. Look at the storylines. You got, is Vince going to fire Austin? You got an invasion on WCW. You've got um, finding out that, Vince and and Dude Love were in cahoots. Owen turns on Shamrock. Shamrock breaks a leg. And now we've got this bombshell of Paul Bearer saying that he is Kane's father. And Jerry Lawler at ringside says to uh, Jim Ross, you know what that means? It means that Paul Bearer had to sleep with Taker's mother. Think about that. And the look on Taker's face sold this like a million bucks. From there, we go to Kevin Kelly. He's in the back with Goldust talking about the match coming up with Austin. And he is attacked by Dude Love. 
And Dude Love is saying, that was my shot. This is supposed to be my shot. From there, bro, here come Triple H, Kid, and China again, bro. Uh, Triple H is hot. He lays the European title in the middle of the ring, and he throws out an open challenge for the European title. Um, I think uh, I think April or Skull, I think it was April, comes out. But he is surpassed by Dan Severn, who's dressed in a suit and tie, and Jim Cornette trying to stop him. Holy shit, who's expecting this, bro? Who's expecting Dan Severn to step up and channel tr- tr- uh, um, challenge Triple H? Cornette's trying to stop him which this was hard for me to understand. And I'll be honest with you, bro. And again, I'm responsible for writing this. I don't think this makes any sense. Why would Jim Cornette be trying to stop him? Unless, you know, Jim Cornette's the manager. So this could be a marquee match. This could be a big payday. Uh, We can't do it just like this. There's reasons to... Uh, make an excuse for Jim Cornette not allowing Severn to wrestle him, but it, it doesn't hold water, bro. Does not hold water. Uh, at one time, because Severn uh, Severn is so focused, Cornette winds up slapping him, and that causes Severn to put uh, Cornette to throw Cornette. And then put him in like a arm bar or something. And uh, Cornette is screaming in pain, screaming in agony. This allows DX to exit. And uh, Cornette is helped to the back. We then got an interview with Cole, uh, Michael Cole and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Basically, Austin saying, you are going to have to kill me to take that title from me. From there, bro, we go to another... Val Venus on the set of his latest movie, The Big Val Boski. Um, bro, what is this now? Like five, six in a week, five, six weeks in a row. Uh, this is how you build a character. And Val says good things do not come in small packages. And then um, he's got a beautiful girl sitting next to him. And he says to the girl, to the girl, did you find the keys? Well, maybe you should take another look. And, of course, the girl goes down to look for the car keys, and uh, Val sells it like only Val can. From there, bro, we go to a Mark Merrow music and entrance with no Sable. But Mark calls out Sable and cuts a promo on her saying, you humiliated me last night. Do you see what happens when the marvelous one isn't in your corner? Sable fires back and tells Mark, yeah, I found out what it was like to not have you in my corner, and I liked it, and maybe it's time for me to stand on my own. Mark Merrill laughs and says, are you challenging me? And Sable says, you're damn right I am. I'll kick your ass right here on Raw. You give me two weeks. So, holy shit, Sable 
has now challenged Mark Merrill, and it's going to be on Raw in two weeks. From there, we go to a shot with Vince and Briscoe in the back. And, you know, Vince Vince makes Briscoe assure that it's going to be a fair and square fight. From there, bro, we go to break. We come back. We've got the Austin and Gold Dust entrances. Briscoe's the referee. Vince McMahon comes out. And Vince McMahon is sitting at the timekeeper's position. Bro, the screw is in. He's got Briscoe, ref, a ref in the match. Austin can't touch him. He himself is the timekeeper. And again, bro, very reminiscent of the Survivor Series. JR tells us during this match that Shamrock has multiple broken bones. So whatever happened, Shamrock is going to be out of the picture for a while. Um, From there, they have a match. Um, Austin winds up hitting Goldust with the stunner. Briscoe with a very slow count. And then at the count of two, Briscoe gets something in his eye and he stops the count. At that time when when uh, Austin starts cutting a promo on Briscoe, here comes Dude Love. Dude Love attacks Austin. There is all kind of chaos going on on the outside of the ring. Vince grabs a chair. He's going to nail Austin with the chair again. Unfortunately, Austin ducks it. And Vince nails Briscoe by accident. The referee assigned to the match. Briscoe is out. And Briscoe is bleeding, bro. Bleeding. So the referee is out. Vince's plan is debunked. Uh, Austin throws Vince the two middle fingers. And the show is over. Guys, that is a cliffhanger. That is a cliffhanger because Austin has now upped the ante. So the question is, what is he going to do next week? Now what is Vince going to pull out his ass? Also, are we going to find out more about the dude love Vince McMahon um, partnership that has went awry These are the cliffhangers, bro, that you need to get them to next week. I don't know how many times I got to say this, bro. This is not rocket science. I can't wait to follow this up, bro, in a couple of weeks because I have no idea where it's going. I'll see you then, bro, right here, man. Thanks for joining me, everybody.